0: Welcome to the podcast Imaginations and Cancellations. My name is Anni Nazari and in front of me is sitting Professor Dr. Franz Willem Korsten, the person who wrote the book that this podcast is based on. Every episode we tackle a chapter of the book and try to understand the city through factorizing sensibilities, which is the way that our feelings and senses are steered by how cities are presented. Each episode, we will have two cities as a case study so we can understand the topics even better. This episode, we will be talking about the media connecting individuals and scapes in Mumbai and Nairobi. So, um, this episode, it's, uh, it's about the individuals and scapes mm-hmm. that are uh, connected by the digital and social media in the cities Nairobi and Mumbai. Um, first... I want to make clear that it's not a typo it is dividuals not mm-hmm. individuals the, div- the dividuals was um defined as a, a, a something that can be divided mm-hmm. and um yeah a set of data yep. and uh, the philosopher Gilles Deleuze said that uh, Subjects are individuals in a society of control. So it's not about discipline, but mm-hmm. about control and knowing that you've been watched.
1: It's more than so being watched. So, um, so traced? people, no, no so uh, yeah, partly. Um, so people tend to think about themselves, and that's also uh, productive and, and relevant, as one thing, undividable. So I'm, I'm one body, for instance. And an individual is, 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 that in the very term, it's captured this undividability of the one, which is also at the basis of, for instance, a political organization. So if I have one vote, one body, one vote, right? So um, what Deleuze is hinting at is that with the coming of all sorts of modern technologies, uh, people have become more and more, more and more dividable. Now, let's take, let's say, myself as an example. If I go to Albert Heijn, everything I buy
0: Which is, tra- is a supermarket. Is by a way. supermarket.
1: <laughs> uh, everything I buy is traced. So and that's linked to my card. So so for Albert Heijn, I'm I'm not an individual. I'm simply kind of someone with a name and a card, and that card is connected to what I buy. And uh, uh, on the basis of that, they can make a profile of me. Or um, if things are connected, they might inform my health insurance company. So my health insurance company has another set of data, namely all the times that I've been to a doctor, all the things that I've had, so there's a dossier there about me. Then, if I move from, say, The Hague to Utrecht, that's registered. So the data of my traveling are being registered. So on a daily basis, there's such an enormous amount of data that I'm giving, with giving (laughs) between, let's say, uh, quotation marks, that others are getting, and using, and and I don't even know how exactly they use it. If I if I Google, that's another f- profile again. If if I Google certain terms, then Google is making another profile of me, right? So this there's there's no longer let's say one individual dealt with by, let's say the state. It's it's a very complex constellation of different entities, different actors, that all have different data for me. And these data no longer come together in one individual. They, okay. they become profiles, so to speak. And what why Deleuze uh, links that to the society of control is not that, that he's saying that I will be followed everywhere, which would be more than, let's say, the discipline logic. No, it's, it's precisely the, the constellations of all these different data, all these different profiles. So the way in which I move, let's say, using uh, the train, in my case, the way in which I buy things, the way in which I'm healthy or not, uh consult a doctor, uh the insurances that I have, all these different things. Uh the 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 various ways in which I'm I'm filmed nowadays in in uh in actually almost all spaces that I enter. So I'm I'm on camera everywhere. Even if, well let's say in my own workspace in Leiden, I'm there's nothing there but going to my office that's filmed. So, in a sense, I'm everywhere in terms of data, not as an individual.
0: Uh, Could you say that um, individuals can only exist because of this new era of digitalization? Absolutely, yeah. But could you not always also, uh, well, it's about the sets of data, because otherwise you could say that, okay, you're different among your friends, then you're among your family, but that's more about like character and personality. Right, yeah,
1: yeah. So that would yeah. be, let's say, subjective uh, uh, perception of who you are. But in all cases, your family and and your friends consider you to be one. Yeah. And and the data that I'm, let's say, again giving between quotation marks, they t- they travel, and and they end up at different places. Uh, and so I, I I even don't know sometimes even what kind of data I get about me. I don't know what's happening with with the footage of of the of the cameras that have registered me, right? So I don't know how long they are preserved or what's being done with them.
0: Does this also relate to uh, the panopticon effect, that being watched? But that's more about so the panopticon effect is um, this. Um, What's it? A, a prison yep. that's uh, there that there are prisoners in them, and the prisoners don't know when they are being watched. Right. So the power of it is is that they behave themselves always because they don't know uh, when someone is watching them. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's also but that's the thing they have the data. Mm-hmm. We know they have the data, but we just don't know when they are using it.
1: Yeah, this is a good example. So, so the panopticon, uh, which was designed by, by Bentham, I believe, and, and dealt with by uh, Foucault, is part and parcel of, of the disciplining society. So what what that, let's say, it's an architecture, right? it's, it's, a, it's a circular prison. What that form, that architectural form is aimed at is that I start to behave because I think I can be watched. But in a sense, that's still me in my individual uh, cell, Uh, being watched by a system that has an origin in the state. So the disciplining uh, exists in this case, Uh, of course the disciplining of the masses, but still the masses as, let's say, collections of individuals. The difference with the society of control and the individual is that it's no longer actually about me having to behave. I'm simply traced, or I leave traces, and I don't know beforehand how these traces are going to be used. So suppose let's say I'm, I'm not let's uh, say knowledgeable about how to make a bomb, but suppose I'd buy stuff somewhere to, to do something in the house and I buy something else to do something in the garden and I without my knowing it, I've bought materials that, that you can also use to make a bomb. then I'm pretty sure that, that there is an organization out there combining this. And then, perhaps not immediately kind of visiting me, but at least starting to follow me. So the the society of control, in a sense, doesn't want me to behave. The society of control consists in the fact that I'm constantly being checked for certain purposes without my knowing yet what these data are going to do or can do. One other example, sup- yeah. uh, suppose we get one step further than where we are now. Suppose that the... the, the the things that I buy in the supermarket are connected to um, the database of my health insurance. Then, for instance, next time when I'm in the supermarket and I buy a bottle of wine, there might be a voice coming out of my mobile phone saying, oh, that's a good wine, again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, scary. <laughs>
1: <but> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're getting close to that situation.
0: That's mo- um, yeah, that's algorithms are like Absolutely. that now. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. you click on a, a video, a simple. You click on a video, yeah. and then after that, you'll get a, a yeah. related video. And then you end up in a rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, that's that's so that the algorithm bubble that's 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 directly linked to the to the individual.
0: Yeah, it's like your own created bubble, and
1: yeah, and not only bubbles, but also let's say travels, right? So your data travel, and and, and then there might be other connections.
0: Yeah, there's this uh, theory of why um, this conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. nowadays just, they say like, oh, when I go to YouTube, I see all these videos about there being, um, saying that there are field mazes or something.
1: Mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah.
0: But then they are in their algorithm, and that's only like maybe 10% of anything else, but they see that that's the only...
1: So let's say in terms of what, what we're doing let's say urban studies um, in a sense the, the the algorithms facilitate that people live in radically different worlds yeah. although, although they seem to live in one world right so they seem to be living in the same urban environment and they live in their own in their own bubbles so to speak mm. while at the same time uh, urban environments are becoming more and more controlled I mean the number of, of cameras is unimaginable almost at the moment
0: yeah, most certainly in the in the Hague where we are. Yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of uh gov- government uh buildings are there which is it's for safety but also yeah. is it ethical? Yeah. Yeah there's um different bubbles mm-hmm. in the city. And let's let's go to one of our cities, uh uh so Mumbai, uh city in India. You could say that it has a lot of bubbles, maybe not in a digital sense, mm-hmm. but more in a cultural sense, yep. like bubbles and sub-bubbles, and there's a super diversity, so you can't see Mumbai as one entity, maybe as uh, one. Yeah,
1: that's a very good point. Uh, so this is also why uh, Apadurah, I uh, wondered, how is that possible? How can you have this enormous amounts of people with this diversity and still living together? And I find that a very good question. Uh, And of course, as we know in recent history, uh, things can also explode, so people can start to attack one another, and then apparently they don't live together in that one urban environment. But at the same time, on a daily basis, there's enormous amounts of people, very diverse people living together in these cities, without, let's say, this leading to disruption. So I believe elsewhere I've used the term friction as opposed to conflict. So any, any diverse situation will be full of friction but that's not an issue or that's not a problem. You'll even have frictions in families, right? Uh, and conflicts by the way. So the question that that Arpadurai asks is how can how come that that sticks together? One important aspect here is consumption, right? So so apparently there's enough in the city for people to to be able to live. So even if they live in these do-it-yourself areas as we love to call it instead of slums, they might be living in in better circumstances, although that's almost unimaginable, than they were living in when they, li- they lived in, in rural areas.
0: So the city still has as an attraction? Is that the one thin line that connects, not, not connects, but keeps the friction from conflict?
1: I think so, yes. Um, and it's not just, I think, the, the city in itself, because the city in itself, as we... Uh, discussed in earlier sessions is also part of a network. So there might be people living in Mumbai whose father, uncle, brother what have you would be, would be working in Dubai or, or elsewhere. So it's it's a home but not, let's say uh, like one would say a safe place only because cities can also be, let's say unsafe places. Um, and cities are connected to places elsewhere. And this is why I think in this chapter I link this up to individuals. So here as well, uh, you could think about Mumbai in terms of masses of individuals. And at the same time, there's so many flows going on, so many different flows. Not only, let's say, based on, on people's religion or people's ethnic background or, or people's social background. That's all also important in terms of analysis. Uh, but it's more about flows. And I think that's uh, what a Padurai... In the end, comes up with as an answer. The city sticks together because it flows, and I think he's that's that's where he's spot on. I don't believe he doesn't make it that explicit, but but that's that's say my reading of things. Then and you can trace it. So what happens if a city city stops flowing? In a sense, we we saw that with the COVID crisis, and people can cope with that for some time, and then they can't cope with that anymore. So even in China now. Uh, people said at some point, no, China has solved it. In China, people listen. No, at the moment, they're not listening anymore. So Shanghai is witnessing people revolting, protesting. We don't want to be locked up. We can't be locked up because we have to make a living.
0: The city breathes.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And more than breathing. Yes, it's it's a, it's an incredibly complex flow of such of such immensities that it's uh, that is almost unimaginable, actually.
0: Yeah, the Opadura also said um, things about scapes, mm-hmm. the five scapes. Um and they're not like mutually exclusive. They're oh. interrelated, so you you can't have like a the ethnoscapes, the finance scapes, the technoscapes, mediascapes and ideoscapes. Mm-hmm. So they have a disjunctive capacity uh because they Consist as flows.
1: Yeah. So here as well, it's the same logic. Uh, so there's some system in this madness. If you if you think about the individual next to the individual, the escapes in a sense say there's different flows going on at the same time, and the, and they cannot be brought back to one. Let's say in the end, coherent source of flows. So they are more intersecting, uh, moving in different directions, crossing one another so my my let's say my money flows can move in certain direction uh, the way in which i relate to my ethnic background the people that i connect to on the basis of that ethnic background the media that i'm allowed to use or can use connect me to different spots so 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 let's say uh, to quote marx everything is fluid that's not just let's say urban environments themselves they they're part of a, a capitalist economy that also is only possible because of flows.
0: Yeah, so it's all about flows, fluids. <laughs> yeah. Isn't fluid. that mo- liquid post mor- post liquid liquid modernity? Yeah, liquid yeah. modernity. Yeah. Is yeah. that post mo- that's postmodern, right? Yeah. That it's um more eclectic and it's more not like this is A, this is B, but it can also be all well, mixed or interact.
1: Yeah. And keep in mind that that um nothing is really ever let's uh, say Graspable in a dichotomy, so that, you, for instance, that you would have modern and postmodern. So there's still a lot of of let's say modern things going on, or what fall would fall under the under the, the heading of modernity. So with postmodernity, indeed, we're talking about the, the radicalization or the intensification of flows and the condensation of space time, as uh, Harvey would call it.
0: Uh, you could say that that both Mumbai and Nairobi have this. Fluidity. Well, every city has it, but you can um, uh, culturally, it's easier to see in these cities because they have like so many overlapping neighborhoods, people living there.
1: Mm-hmm. If uh, in the Netherlands, for instance, Amsterdam, Rotterdam are very proud of that they have 150 different ethnicities. This yeah, actually, that's very little. That's right? actually very little. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, people tend to think about Africa still way too much in terms of Africa. Uh, but every African nation-state has a multiplicity of ethnicities of different peoples. Yeah. Uh, so if you take Nairobi, for instance, uh, there's so many different peoples coming together there. And I think both Nairobi and Mumbai uh, are examples in this chapter also of, let's say, the flow of expansion. Uh, so uh, in the in the 19th century, of course, we see... Uh, all sorts of cities explode with, let's say, massive slums around them. But these slums are still somehow organized on the basis of a center margin logic. And I think what we see in Mumbai and Nairobi is forms of expansion that are, again, uh, more fluid and can no longer be determined only on the basis of a center margin logic, uh, if only because of the fact that city centers are still important, also as... as uh, centers of administration and and of politics. But at the same time, if I'm living in a do-it-yourself area or any of the areas in Nairobi, also where the wealthy live, you are connected to so many other things uh, within Nairobi and outside of Nairobi. So yeah, uh, if you call that postmodern, then it would be postmodern in the sense that there's multiple realities going on at the same time.
0: And you can also see that in social media.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Which which uh, 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 facilitate a lot. So, um, if if we started this conversation with talking about a society of control, yes, but digital media and social media have also been empowering tools.
0: Definitely, because they're not so much uh, maybe material materially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but more the actor network part. Right. So that's the thing about like cancel culture, that um, if I find something offensive then I'm being vocal about it I'm I'm a minority and um then I find other minorities who also find it offensive mm-hmm. or other people like start to think about oh yeah this is indeed offensive so that's how cancel culture works nowadays mm-hmm. because everyone gets a voice and sometimes it's good but sometimes it's a bit yeah. too uh, too yeah. much
1: yeah difficult times uh but not just let's say but this is one aspect of it but for instance in 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 africa the mobile phone has empowered so many people in terms oh, yeah. of finances in terms of being able to to do their finances without having to go to a bank i mean that's also if you if you look at the numbers the number of people that had let's say access to a bank or to a mobile phone in the 1990s and now that's unimaginable and uh, and and here as well uh, You might want to focus on the negative aspects, but there is also a very uh, empowering aspect to it.
0: This concludes this episode. This was also the last episode that we talked about media connecting spheres. In the next four episodes, the cities will be discussed as forms and forms of organization. The next episode, we will be talking about forms of logical chronicle organization in the cities Rio de Janeiro and Seattle. Thank you for listening and keep imagining.